Hey everybody, I'm Chris, that's Mike. Welcome to another episode of uh, ARG, the podcast where everything is old and doesn't fucking work. Oh god, I'm just gonna kill myself. Well, that's a cheery way to start off the podcast. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm fucking done with everything. <laughs> so what? what's going on with the computer this time? Well, well this laptop I've had since probably, what, 2006? 2007? So, oh, God. Is it the same one you were doing, like, weak sauce and all that on? Yes. Oh, God. So, it is an aged laptop, and it's been through its paces. That's a lot of porn. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. A lot of porn and two different hard drives, one of which fried itself. Just as I was starting No Dice, I had, like, the first three weeks done... And then the hard drive fried itself, and I hadn't backed any of that up. Good job, good job. That was a good way to uh, annihilate my buffer about a week before I needed to start doing it. And, yeah, so ever since then, it just, like, if you want to do more than two things on it at once, like, I have TweetDeck and Skype open, and it, like, what? You, what? (laughs) Don't, Don't look at me. I can't do that many things. Yeah, I've had that problem before. I mean, I understand that the computer's old and it's been through a lot. And... You know, sometimes you got to chew, chew the computer's food for it and spit it back in its mouth. Exactly. You yeah. know. I mean, this computer traveled around the world with me, so... It's tired. Yes. It just wants to rest, Mike. Forever. No time to rest, computer. We must make comics and look at the titties. I've even given up calling it Kaylee. Now it's just Laptop. <laughs> laptop? You got a really cool name. You don't deserve a, a really good cool name now. <laughs> That's like you're no longer Kaylee. Now you are just Laptop. You might uh, get the name Kaylee back when you start working right. Until then. <laughs> I know it was a Coke, but over here it sounded like you were cocking a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Dr. Pepper. Thank you very much. Sorry. I'm sorry. Dr. Pepper. It's the nerd fuel. I got Mountain Dew. I thought that was nerd fuel. No, that's tarred fuel. (laughs) That explains a lot. Mountain Dew is the nectar of the tards. Was that one of your comics? Oh, God, no. That was an old, old love line bit. That's right. That's right. I don't know if you ever listened to that show back in the day. I didn't, but I, I I was aware of it. I think I heard that one. Yeah. And I was a big fan of that show, and I found a website that has, like, a bunch of old episodes on it. And so I'll go back YouTube? and listen to them. Not YouTube. It's, uh, what is it now? I forgot the name of it. Mega Upload? No, it, it's like an actual site dedicated to Loveline. It's love, love, I think it's lovelinetapes.com. Huh. And it's got just a bunch of old episodes from when Adam Carolla was on it. And I like to go back and listen to those every now and again. But then every now and again I'll listen to it and someone will call into the show and I'll be like, what the fuck are you still doing at the at home at 28? And I'll just want to kill myself. <laughs> God damn it, Carolla. <laughs> Carolla, you fucker. Technically you have a more successful career than Adam Carolla right now, though. He's got the number one rated podcast in the world. Oh, is that what he's doing now? Yeah. So, no. I should probably, given that we do a podcast, I should probably pay more attention to 
other people's podcasts. Yeah. I mean, I only listen to it every now and again. Because, yeah. I mean, Adam yeah. Carolla is, uh, he's hard to listen to by himself. Yeah. It's like with uh, Dr. Drew. Yeah. he It's like Drew was the straight man and Adam was the, the wacky one. And it's, they bounce off each other really well. But when it's just Adam Carolla blowing hard, it's really difficult to fucking listen to. Yeah. The uh, the only podcast I've ever really kept up with has been uh, uh, WTF and uh, Art of... That. It's, it's pretty good. It, a lot of it for me depends on the guest. If it's somebody I've never heard of or have no interest in, I don't really care. Yeah. But if he's got a guest on that's really interesting, I think it's a better podcast than a lot of people realize. Uh, and then Art of Wrestling, I, I've listened to every once in a while. I thought it was really good. I have actually never listened to Art of Wrestling. Which is really? weird being the wrestling fan that I am. I know. Out between the two of us, that was not how I expected that to shake out. <laughs> yeah, I listen to WTF every now and again and the Adam Carolla show every now and again, but never listen to Art of Wrestling. You you really should. It's actually very good. There was a really good one with uh, Ken Anderson a few months ago that made me realize I don't entirely hate Ken Anderson. And then at the end, I was kind of like, no, no, I kind of don't. You know. No, he's, he's, he seems like a pretty cool dude. That's the thing. It's like a lot of people were saying that about, uh, I think The Miz was on a recent episode, mm-hmm. either the newest one or one that just came out within the last couple of weeks. And people were like, damn, I didn't realize that that guy was like that. And it, it's like it's weird when you find out that a mediocre wrestler that's boring as shit to watch is actually a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> then you kind of want to like him and you want to back him. But at the same time, it's like, God, you are not great at what you do. I still can't support The Miz. Even though I've always liked Miz. I didn't think he needed to be WWE uh, champion, but... I, no, I think that whole thing went on a lot longer than it should have. He certainly shouldn't have main evented WrestleMania, and he sure, certainly shouldn't have retained at WrestleMania. I think that that was... It's like Miz being involved was completely inconsequential, because mm-hmm. it was all to build Cena and Rock, so... It's like, whoever yeah. held the belt, it didn't fucking matter, because the, they were building a storyline that they perceived to be bigger than their championship. I, um... Uh, I do remember uh, getting so excited, because he came out, and he was going to debut a new belt. And I was like, oh, you know what? If he gets rid of the spinner, I will like him. <laughs> and it was the M. It was just, it was just turn the W upside down. God damn. And then he started doing that thing where he'd, like, take the thing off the mic and turn it upside down. I just wanted to be like, god damn it. <laughs> I thought that that was an interesting twist to his character when he started uh, started turning the W's upside down. Uh. But it's still it was it was Miz, and he catches a lot of unnecessary shit. He's better than a lot of people he say does. he is. I think I think he's going to be somebody who goes down being remembered for uh, for being a lot better than he's perceived as right now. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's I want to agree with you there, but at the same time, the internet doesn't let a fucking thing go. So it's like, I think that he's going to go down in history. No matter what, he could become the next fucking Dean Malenko in the ring, and he will always be remembered as the guy who fucked up the figure four. I can just I can just hear the internet right now. Somebody suddenly goes, when the fuck did The Miz become Dean Malenko? Yeah. I mean, as far as work rate goes. I, I, get, I get that, but I, there will be like two people on the internet who will notice it, and they'll go, what the fuck happened to The Miz? The Miz is Dean Malenko now? <laughs> he's like a really flavorless midget that's Daniel Bryan <laughs> oh, and, uh, sorry. sorry internet sorry internet there was a thing with uh, Mike Graham before he died uh, or before he killed himself 
where he was talking about uh, when Benoit, Saturn, Eddie Guerrero, and uh, Dean Malenko left WCW, and he called them a bunch of vanilla midgets. And uh, it's like, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, well, that kind of describes Dean Malenko. <laughs> I, I don't know that you'd want to call... Uh... Chris Benoit, Vanilla Midget, given how that shook out for everybody in the end. Yeah, he's dead now. Of course, Mike Graham's talking all this shit about Chris Benoit after he's dead. Yeah. Well, now Mike Graham's dead, too, so they can fight it out in wherever they're resting now. Mike Graham made it hell, and he's going to spend eternity in the crossface. Chris Benoit, your eternity is hell for killing your wife and family. Mike Graham, your eternity is in the crossface. Why am I getting punished worse? He killed his family. Yeah, but you were just writing off your father's name. Get in the crossface. <laughs> Satan's a big Benoit fan. He's like, loved your ring work. Like, hey, Graham, how many world titles did you ever hold? Yeah, get in the hold. Aww. Could you, you get to hell and you'd say something to Satan, he gets pissed off and he snaps his fingers and boom, you get hit with a flying headbutt. <laughs> Chris Benoit is Satan's lackey. What? What? I like the idea that Satan is a mark. <laughs> it would explain a lot, wouldn't it? Like, who'd he ever beat? Get in the hole. <laughs> the Miz? No, 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 no. Good start? Uh, decent start. Good start. We've made it ten minutes without talking about that show. Oh, have we? Hey, did you see the the list of Xbox One release consoles? Yeah, you thought it was going to be a... Yeah, yeah. Did you see the Xbox One uh, Day One launch titles? I got, did you I, see those? I thought that that was going to go in a different direction. I know you uh, did. <laughs> uh, it's Gamescom right now, and uh, today Xbox One came out and announced their uh, their their launch titles. Uh, November 2013, still no concrete release date. PS4 has a concrete release date of November 15th. Wait, what was that? PS4 is coming out November 15th. November 15th. Xbox, Xbox One. One is sometime in November. Oh, okay. There you go. So, uh, they've got some, like, really good launch titles on here, like uh, the new Killer Instinct, uh, Call of Duty Ghost, Assassin's Creed 4, and then they've got, you know, Peggle 2, <laughs> Zoo Tycoon, Skylanders. Skylanders... Did you ever play that? No, but I've almost bought it like a dozen times. It's I have it, and I have a, I have at least one type of every creature. Nerd. No, it's actually I played a. I think I played a little bit of it in a store once. It's not bad. But uh, yeah, it's like I bought the game, and it comes with the first three characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was going through playing it, and then I see that there's all these doors where you need a certain different type to get through, and so. I went and I bought all the characters and never fucking played it again. Now, um, the one I'm interested in seeing how it does and more interested in buying, the uh, Disney version of that launched Monday. Yes. I I actually just applied to Toys R Us, and <laughs> when I went on their website to fill out the application, the first thing that jumps at me is, hey, Disney Infinity! And it's like, fuck. Um, which even... Even if the game sucks, I, I'm afraid if I bought it, I would be bankrupted because the figures look pretty fucking cool. They do. Those, the styles of, even like the live action characters. Yeah. It's Fun fact, 12% of the uh, first wave of Disney Infinity figures are Johnny Depp characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, there's Jack Sparrow and Tonto. Mm-hmm. Is that 12%? Just that's, I believe that's 12%. Because I racked my brain when I heard that statistic. I was like, I can't think of another Johnny Depp Disney character. Yeah. I think that's it. Oh, uh, Mad Hatter. I don't think there's a Mad Hatter figure. Not yet. Was that even a Disney movie? Oh, yeah. Huh. I think while they kind of tried to play it off as a sequel to the Alice in Wonderland book, I, yeah. I it felt a little more like they were like, yeah, it was a book, but movie! We made a movie about it. Remember movie. the movie? Yeah, as a book. Yeah, Lewis Carroll, whatever. But the movie that we did, Disney, biggest company in the world. It's too bad that movie sucked. I never saw it. Well, not the cartoon, but the live action one. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw it. Uh, let's see. Wave one characters. It probably would have made more sense if I had read the book before watching that yeah. movie. Probably. Uh, the Wave 1 characters, Jack Sparrow, Barbosa, and Davy Jones from Pirate of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sully, Mike, and Randall Boggs from Monsters University. Um, the ones I'm looking forward to, Mr. Incredible, Mrs. Incredible, Violet, Dash, and Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Nope, no Frozone. And no uh, uh, Jack-Jack. The Jack-Jack doesn't really surprise me. He was the most powerful character on the movie. For the last ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> It's like when they make that sequel and he's in his, like, early teens. And we're, like, 70 because that will be when Brad Bird died and somebody was like, let's make an Incredibles 2. Why did he sit on this for so long? Brad Bird, make a fucking Incredibles 2, goddammit. But, I mean, he's uh, he's going to be like, uh, who was that, Franklin Richards? Who was, like, yeah. the, the super kid of Marvel? Yeah. Uh, anyways. Lightning McQueen, Holly Shiftwell, Francesco Bernoulli, and Tomater from the worst uh, Pixar franchise, Cars. Only because and of then, the second movie and this spinoff. And then the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Which I'd be interested to see how the Lone Ranger plays. <laughs> I, I think it's funny that uh, these figures came out on the heels of Lone Ranger completely bombing. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that too. I was like, hmm. Uh... Announced future releases, Jesse, Buzz Lightyear, Woody, Jack Skellington, Wreck-It Ralph, and uh, Vanellope Von Schweetz, which, again, well, I guess I did know Wreck-It Ralph was a Disney film. I just kind of forgot. Uh, Phineas and uh, Perry the Platypus from Phineas and Ferb, Rapunzel from Tangle, uh, Anna and Elsa from Frozen, which... That hasn't even come out yet. Oh, not yet. It comes out in November. It's weird to market that when the movie isn't even out. And then a uh, sorcerer. Well, I guess it will be out by the time that comes out. Yeah, sorcerer Mickey from Fantasia. Which, reading that makes me realize that's going to be the only like Mickey Mouse family character in there so far. That's kind of surprising. That's got to be a cool design, though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that figure. But um, that's probably going to be one of those that they only make like 500 of. Probably. Like you can only get it at Disneyland and only within this like two month span. Or you can buy it on eBay for two thousand dollars. Uh, you were listing off characters and uh, Jack Spar- or uh, Jack Skellington. It, I'm kind of surprised that he's the only character from, from Nightmare Before from Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Now these are just these are just the announced future releases. I'm sure there'll be more because you notice they like to pack them in sets of like two. Mm-hmm. They don't have a, you know they like to do the packs instead of just selling them all separately. Uh, I mean unless they're gonna stick them stick them with Rapunzel, which would be weird. At which I'm sure if we search long enough on the internet, we'll find some stories that would support that pairing. 
that I could never read to my mother. It'll it'll all be linked through uh, Kingdom Hearts somehow. That's that's what they're gonna do. They're just gonna introduce Sora and be like, "No, everybody's connected." Ooh, does that mean we'd get Final Fantasy characters in Infinity? Ugh. I Can't not. wait to get my Sephiroth. <laughs> <sighs> well, no, there was a time when, uh, like, it's kind of weird that they're doing all these crossovers, like Kingdom Hearts and uh, and Infinity, because there was a time when, uh, like, if you look at some of the older Disney princess merchandise, none of the characters are interacting because they thought that it would confuse children. Right. And so I think it's kind of weird that they're doing all this crossover stuff now, like realizing that they can make money by combining these franchises. Yeah. Wait, we can make more money? Like somebody just turned on the internet one day and saw fan fiction and fan art and was like, wait, people aren't confused when Ariel looks at Jasmine. People aren't confused when Ariel looks at Jasmine, but they're probably pretty confused if they saw what Ariel's doing to Jasmine now. Oh, my God. I need you to lock the office door for a minute. No, Monster Face Michael Eisner, you will not beat off to Jasmine Ariel porn. Michael Eisner loved Jasmine Ariel. Scissor grind. Close the door. Close the door. Mr. Eisner, you left the company like a decade ago. What are you doing in here? Close doors. <laughs> Mr. Eisner, put your pants on. Oh, my God. It's huge. Bob Iger's frantically trying to shoo away a masturbating Michael Eisner. You don't work here anymore, Michael. Ah! Just chasing him like a rolled up newspaper. Cut this out, because I actually want to get a job with Disney, and I don't want to. <laughs> hey, Mike, we found this great podcast that talks about Disney Infinity. No, We're going to no. play it in the store. No! <laughs> Why are there 20 hours on the internet of you talking about Power Rangers? Ah, uh, well... Uh, uh, so at least you're your worries if you listen to the other episodes. Yeah, yeah. You should hear the dead baby one. No, wait, what are you searching for? <laughs> it's okay. That one doesn't exist on the internet again. <laughs> Yet. Give it time. That one should never come back. None of the stink cast <laughs> should ever come back. One day when the moment is right, when people are like, you guys are awesome, I'll be like, yeah, listen to this. <laughs> You guys are evil. Yeah, we know. I, mean, I guess the good thing is that I'm I'm applying to Toys R Us and Disney Store, which will probably have, which will probably both have these Infinity figures. So at least I'll get, get some sort of employee discount off of it if I get a job on it. Either of them. Just wait six months for Disney to give up on it. That you can buy them all like seventy five percent off. I can't remember when this was a thing, guys. Anybody? Uh, let's see. Well, they're I'm releasing it now, and it's going to be on, like, the current generation consoles, just as the next generation stuff is coming out, so then they're probably yeah. going to release a, another one with new figures for the next batch. What are they going to call it? Super Infinity? Let's call it Infinity 2. No, they'll do, like, Spyro Skylanders did, and they'll just give it subtitles and gimmicks, like the Giants one, and I think they got another one of that coming. Disney Infinity Giants. Just get a really big Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Disney Infinity, my size. Your child just dresses up like Jack Sparrow and stands on this platform. <laughs> but the, but all the components of the Jack Sparrow costume are not included. And it knows that you're not wearing the hat. <laughs> Where's the sword? Well, that's the Nikki, uh, like 
the uh, Mickey, like taps his foot impatiently. <laughs> You're not wearing the sword. <laughs> That's Can't why the uh, the connect is always on watching you. It's like, you're not dressed up like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Come on, connect, I got the I'm... boots on. Can't I just play? Nope. Connect, I'm not even playing Disney Infinity. We don't care. I don't care. Put the hat on. Put it on. Hat and jacket and gun. Okay, now take it off. No, no, no. Slower. Slowly. <laughs> Slower. Yeah. Yeah, you're a naughty pirate, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and then you make some daring escape, and they're like, he got really into character. A rope just falls off your ceiling and you swing through the window. <laughs> uh, started to talk about that show right there, but I didn't. <laughs> so I'm trying to trying to see if Sony announced any launch titles. Um, yes, but they're all movies. Yeah, you can watch uh, these movies on your new PlayStation Four. Yay! Good times. Uh, Rogue Legacy, which is, um, a thing. <laughs> That's a PC game. They're going to port that to PS3. I, I thought I'd heard of that before. A friend of mine told me I needed to check it out. What? Is it a Star Wars thing? No, it's a, uh, it's an RPG. Oh. Uh, oh, Infamous Second Son, which is a big open-world superhero game. Um, Killzone. They'll also have Assassin's Creed 4 and Watch Dogs, which Watch Dogs looks really good. Um, oh, Minecraft is coming to the PS4 at launch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mike, how many consoles do you have Minecraft on? All of them? I only have Every it on my Xbox them. and my my desktop. And then the uh, the base PS3 model is going to drop to 200 bucks. The PS Vita dropped, uh, dropped to $200 today, too. Uh, all versions of it, so you now can buy that special Walking Dead bundle that has the PS Vita and the, the Walking Dead Season 1 with the 400 Days episode and get all that for 200 bucks. which I'm probably about to wind up buying a Vita. Or you can, like, get it all on Steam for your PC for, like... Well, no, I'm not going to buy it for the Walking Dead, because I bought it all on my 360 digitally for, like, five. <laughs> and, uh... No, I just... Uh, I mean, if we, uh, you, the PlayStation Plus program is fucking awesome. And I've got, like, 15 PS Vita games for free. But I don't have a Vita. But it's a Vita. They're actually not that bad. No, they are. <laughs> yeah. I like the PSP, so... That was also a bad thing. No, it was an underrated thing. No, it was handled poorly. That's I a, it's a, played a PSP, and it was awful. <laughs> I played a PSP once, and I played Daxter, and it was terrible. <laughs> terrible. No, PSP is a really good little console. It has a lot of potential. The hell? Fuck you. <laughs> you played the blob. You don't get to judge me. <laughs> I at least review it correctly, unlike every other fucking website that reviewed it and lied to me. Or maybe you're the one reviewing it wrong, Mike. No. You and your old-ass computer. I'm correct about everything that I review. You were like, I think I like this. And Kaylee was like, do you really, Mike? No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You hate it, Mike. You hate it so much. Kaylee gets a little older the longer <laughs> you hate, Mike. <laughs> Is it because of the hate? No, it's because you hate for so long. It's been a decade. Buy a new laptop, goddammit. My depression is what kills computers. <laughs> If you'd just be happy, Kaylee would work. Fuck, Mike, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot of potential in the PSP that was unrealized. It's a good little console. It just had no fucking support whatsoever. 
software sucked. It was all PS2 ports and shitty games. I've played maybe a handful of PSP games that were any good, but the system itself is fine. <laughs> good discussion, Mike. <laughs> good podcast. No, see, that to me is exactly what defines a console. Uh huh. Be it uh, home or portable or whatever is the stuff that comes out for it. And like you said, it most uh-huh. of them were PS2 ports, so it's fuck it. I, I had a PS2. I didn't need a PSP. I didn't need to play them on a tiny fucking awful uh, resolution screen with these weird little touch pads. Wait, is this is this going to be a rant? No. No, but you can let it be a rant. It, like, I'll, no, I'll sit here and let you rant. <laughs> What, do you gotta go to the toilet or something? Like, no, just just rant. Mike, just talk. It's fine. Just talk. It's fine. No, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but it's like the... Fuck you. <laughs> what? When the blood moon rises, the PSP will go into the darkness. Hulk Hogan, you do not know the true power of the PlayStation Portable! Okay, that's that's done. <sighs> I forgot that you worked out these sound effect things. I did too. <laughs> I, was, I just looked up and I was like, alright. But, uh, no, it's... <laughs> you just fucking killed what I was saying. It's, Sorry. It's any console should be judged on the things that come out for it. And being that, like you just said, the PSP was mostly PS2 ports, it was a bad console. It was a poorly managed console. Bad. It's a good console. Bad. It's a good console with no software support. Bad. No, good console with poor software support. There's a difference there. Dreamcast is a great console. Shitty software support. <laughs> also, shitty timing. Really? <laughs> Yes. No. No. <laughs> There's nothing good about the Dreamcast. There's plenty good about the Dreamcast. Especially that loaf of bread controller with a hole in the middle of it. The loaf of bread <laughs> controller that is clearly the predecessor to the Xbox controller, you mean? I hated the Xbox controller, too. They say that's the best controller in gaming, sir. I hated the original Xbox controller. Why do you hate the Xbox controller, Because Mike? it's fucking huge! I stretch my fucking shoulders not to... The, not the fucking Duke. That was a shitty controller. Duke. <laughs> terrible. The Duke, the original Xbox controller, that first, like, giant Yeah, controller. that thing was a fucking mess. Yeah, that was terrible, but the redesign was good, and the 360 controller is great. I like the 360 controller, but... That's the one I meant. They said the 360 controller is, like, the m- most comfortable... Oh. controller and gaming. Yeah, I got no problem with that one. It's the yeah, original which I, Xbox I, controller that no. was just fucking massive. Which, I don't know, you say 360 controller's the most comfortable in gaming, and the first thing I think is eh, GameCube felt better in my hands. N64. The fucking three-pronged monstrosity where they forgot that humans only have two arms? But you, it's not like you needed to use all... I think that the problem with that was... Like, they still wanted to hang on to the D-pad when it was completely unnecessary. But as far uh, as playing games with it, like, just using the the joystick, or even when you had to use the D-pad, I mean, it was... That was a solid controller. GameCube controller felt way better in my hands. More responsive. Better fit. Didn't have a weird third arm. No, but it had that little C-nipple. 
<laughs> hey, just because you don't know how to flick the sea nipple doesn't mean it's bad. Like, we have these buttons that can help you control the camera, or this weird joystick that you can't get your thumb to because it's all the way on the middle of the controller. No, the, the GameCube controller was not a great design. It was an awesome controller, though. Better than the NES controller. That one... <laughs> now, it's like I remember playing games on the NES and having no problem at all. And then, uh-huh. like, the NES got put away for 17, 18 years or whatever, and I pull it out one day and, like, for I'm going to... five generations. It's like, I'm going to dust off the NES and play some old NES games on it. And I plug it into the TV and pick up the controller, and my hands cover the damn thing, and I can't get a grip on it. That was not a controller made for adults, no. No, it was not. But that was that was a revolutionary. That was, like, the first controller to have a, have a D-pad on it. That was the first D-pad gaming. Mm-hmm. So it it gets a pass. That's one thing I don't think a lot of people realize when they talk about how Nintendo needs to go away and how it's going to die because of all these control or all these other consoles. It's like they're still getting money from Sony and Microsoft for using the D-pad. Yeah, that is their thing. <laughs> these other companies that they're competing with have to pay them to use that. Nintendo, for my money, is still the closest to being a games company. Like, I appreciate everything the PS3 and the 360 can do, but I appreciate Nintendo because they just put out gaming consoles. And I had that debate with somebody for the longest time when I worked at GameStop. He's like, I don't want a GameCube. It doesn't play DVDs. I said, no, it, it plays games. Yeah, it's a fucking game console. Said, What's the point of that? I said, do you have a DVD player? Yeah. Why the fuck do you need <laughs> to play DVDs? <laughs> Does your DVD player play Mario? No. Problem solved. Like that's the thing with like the latest generation when they were announcing all these other things. So you can play Netflix on it, and you can play Blu-rays, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, I have a million fucking things that can do all of that shit. Tell yeah. me what your console can do that nothing else in my house can do. Like, play your right. games. And Microsoft says, ours will keep you up with sports. It's just, uh... My favorite story about the Microsoft uh, press conference at E3 is still... Uh, or when the the E3 conference, the reveal of the Xbox One, mm-hmm. they were talking about, you know, the Kinect and all that. So the guy would keep going, Xbox, play TV, and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a few times he'd say, all right, let's go back. Xbox main menu. Here's the problem. If you were watching the stream on an Xbox with your Kinect hooked up, the Kinect would pick up the guy saying <laughs> Xbox main menu, and it would leave the stream. At least you know that their stuff is responsive. At least you know it works, because that guy in fucking California on the other side of the world just turned off your goddamn Xbox. <laughs> I can only just imagine just sitting there watching him being like, huh, that's not good. Yeah, why? Did, why like, I wonder how many people thought their Xbox had broken just then. Yeah, not another red... Wait, what? But yeah, it's... Like you said, Nintendo is the only game company left. Right. Their problem is, is that they've been releasing the same game for 30 fucking years. Hey, look, it's another Zelda game. Don't mind the fact that it looks exactly like the other Zelda game. It's like, I love me some Nintendo and Mario oh, and, then, and, and Zelda and all that shit, but it's like, something's got to give at some point to where you're not playing Ocarina of Time in a higher definition. And that's why the new selling point for the Wii U is the Wind Waker high definition. Yeah. Which... I the one time they tried to do anything different with Zelda and everybody went, This sucks. Yeah, Wind Waker. Yeah. Well, Which I remember even me like in the store looking up and being like, What the fuck did they do to Zelda? 
oddly enough, that one found its audience just a little too late. Yeah. It's like about five years after it came out, people were saying that Wind Waker was a good game. But when it was originally out, everyone was like, what the fuck is this? I don't want to play this shit. I, um... I'm sure I've mentioned this before. I, I I don't really play Zelda games. I'm no good at them. I keep getting lost and confused. It's one of those it's one of those franchises that one day I'll just play it and suddenly go, oh. But right now as it is, I just kind of get fucking lost. Um, but even I have the Wind Waker and I played a little bit of it. And I thought it was really solid. It's I've honestly never played Wind Waker, so it's, I can't um, judge it. But yeah, it's uh, I know that visually I didn't like it. It's no less goofier than fucking Ocarina of Time. But Ocarina of Time looks that way because of hardware limitations. Right. Uh, Wind Waker was a stylistic choice. Exactly. But in terms of action and plot and characters and things like that, graphics aside, it's no less goofy. But, I mean, just visually. It's okay, Mike. I'm only talking about visually. It's okay, Mike. Would you would you like me to play the ultimate no. warrior music again while you no no no? But like I, I'm only talking <laughs> about visually the blood red rocket Budokan because like I said I haven't played it so I can't judge it based on I know and I've, I've only played like I've only played like maybe an hour of each game but I, it's like you're talking about to me they they feel like the same game they just look different yeah it's when like I played uh, like I got Twilight Princess when I got the Wii. And I'm, and I'm, I'm sure, running around playing it, and it's like, this is just fucking Ocarina of Time. It's a pretty sure, up Ocarina of Time. I'm sure now somebody's going to be like, you can't believe you said that. Fucking Wind Waker's a million times better. And we're either going to be like, calm down, Tarv. Or, <laughs> or, why are you listening to this podcast from 20 years ago? Mike died five years ago. So I've only got Sorry, 15 my, years left. <laughs> in, my, in my head, you're dead in 15 years. Probably not far off. <laughs> we had to bury him with Kaylee. We never thought Kaylee would outlive him. <laughs> Still using that piece of shit right at the very end. Once a week I dial in and I'm like, Mark, are you ready to do another ARG? And I just hear, like, your bones falling apart. Okay. <laughs> Mike, you so crazy. <laughs> now, the one thing that I did like about... Uh, uh, Nintendo rehashing their same shit, and a lot of people didn't at first was uh, Metroid Prime. Taking Metroid from the side view and going first person with it, I thought was a really good idea. Oh, again, only played about 30, 30 minutes, maybe an hour of it, but yeah, I really like Prime. Uh, I got Other M, and it... Um, I didn't hate it. I only played a little bit of it. I like Metroid. Uh, a franchise I got into because I bought my Game Boy and said, I'm going to buy a, a Mega Man game. <laughs> I can't find one. That looks close enough. I remember liking Metroid as a kid. I'd go play it at my cousin's house, and I'd be hopelessly lost and not know what the fuck was going on because Nintendo games really weren't made for six-year-olds either. <laughs> what's going on? I don't know what's going on. Why is the red... Oh, lava. They were made for 17-year-olds that had very tiny hands. <laughs> they were made for midgets. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I got a, I got Metroid Fusion for my... That was the first game I bought for my, my SP. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. That's a fucking awesome game. And I also got Zero Mission. That is an equally fucking awesome game. And then I unlocked the original Metroid, and I thought I was going to rip my fucking hair out. <laughs> I was like, alright, this is going to be easy. 
Why were those last five screens the exact same screen? Because you're just running around in circles. <laughs> Pretty much. That's an accurate description of Metroid. Even though that's something that I like about Metroid, that it's like, you start going forward, and then to beat the game, you have to pretty much go back through everything that you came through. But there's just more difficult shit in your way. There's just more walls. I think, I think we all remember that first time in a Metroid game. We got the new power-up, and we were excited to finally go shoot down that wall and see what was beyond it. We walked through, and it was to the room we started out in. <laughs> like, wait, I was here! Oh. I was here! Oh. What? I'm here? What? What was the point of that? You just get that little prompt. Congratulations, you have the purple gun, and <laughs> and no direction as to where to go now that you have the purple gun. Oh, uh, that's again, that's accurate. But uh, they should. Uh, that's that's also. I don't know if you've ever read like trivia about that. That's a franchise that has been built on people just being lazy. <laughs> like they gave her the ball morph because they didn't want to create a ducking animation. <laughs> So they were like, let's just turn her into a ball. Yeah, the whole reason why Samus is a girl is because in the middle of development, somebody said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if this was a girl? Yeah. And then um, for the, they, um, because they gave her like two different sets of armor in the first Metroid. There's like, well, there's three different sets. There's the basic armor, and then you have, um, I fucking can't remember what they're called. Mm-hmm. Vi- Vera armor. And the Varia suit, one. yeah. Varia, the Varia suit, and then the gravity suit, is that it? I think so. Metroid suits. Welcome to the episode where, yeah, power suit, various suit, fucking bullshit. Gravity suit, yeah. The Iron Sheik suit. The Iron Iron Sheik suit. Fucking. She puts it on and rolls into a ball and her back is broken and she's like, I'm so humble. (laughs) Um, So you had the various suit which would let her uh, survive extreme temperatures and that one was orange. With a red chest plate. And then you had the gravity suit, which was uh, purple with red armor or whatever. And then they went and they made Metroid 2, and they were like, oh, shit, right, there's only two colors on this fucking thing. So they gave her a big shoulder pauldron so you could tell the armors apart. (laughs) That's a a really good franchise that I would like to see get a little more love. I know Prime was a big thing for a while now, and then they did the other M, but that's all we've seen of the franchise since then. I'd like to see another good, classic, side-scrolling Metroid game. All I know of other M is Bob bought it when I was living down there with him, and yeah. I was I was over working on something, and because the way his house was set up was like there was the living room, and the kitchen was kind of set off of that, and I would work at the kitchen table. Uh-huh. And so it's like whenever he was playing games, I got to hear and see fucking every goddamn noise, which was very hard to work when he's playing a shooter and it's just anyway. Uh, Accurate. <laughs> he's playing the other M, and I never played it, uh, but <laughs> it opens up with like a half-hour cutscene. Yeah, and I just look over to him in the middle of it, and I'm like, "You enjoying Metroid the movie?" <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's a uh, cinematic Metroid. It's a sequel to Super Metroid, but a prequel to everything. It's another. It's like Zelda. The timelines all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. It's like you have Metroid, Metroid Two, Super Metroid, Other M is after Super Metroid, and then Metroid Fusion, which came out before Other M, is after Other M, and then I think the Prime series takes place. 
after other M, but before Fusion? I don't fucking remember. Prime takes place before the first game. Is it? So Prime took place before the first one? Yes. So it's Prime, Prime 2, Prime 3, Metroid, slash Zero Mission, because Zero Mission is like an expanded remake of the original Metroid. Right. And then Super Metroid, Metroid Other M, Metroid Fusion. See, but while Metroid's timeline is screwed up based on when games came out, and they're all kind of all over the place as far as when yeah. they happen in the series, yeah, Zelda's, is Zelda's fucked breaks up off into three different timelines. Zelda's is fucked up because, fuck you, that's why. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> because people are like, when did this happen in relation to this? And it's like, oh, because uh, after Ocarina of Time, there's a bit where Link goes back and becomes a kid again, and then there's a bit where Link stays an adult but beat Ganon. And then there's another bit where Link stayed an adult but was defeated by Ganon. And that breaks off into three other timelines. I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, oh, they finally detailed the Zelda timeline. I pulled it up and I was just like, um, Sadly, some of the better Zelda games follow the timeline that makes, like, Majora's Mask canon. <laughs> yeah. That really pisses me off because I hated Majora's Mask. But um, Other M is just a, uh, it's by the team that did the Ninja Gaiden remakes. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I think is just called Ninja Studios. Yeah, Team Ninja. Yeah, great name there, guys. We're going to make Good Ninja job, Gaiden, guys. so what's our team name? Team Ninja! Team Ninja! Um, but it's like a super cinematic 2.5D slash 3D action adventure fucking... It's, uh, like, it it got a lot of flack, and I admit it's, you know, the voice acting is not great, and Samus is kind of a giant pussy the entire game. Like, normally she's portrayed as this just unwielding, or unyielding badass, and in this one she's just kind of, <laughs> But, um... Yeah, it's like, how many games has she dropped on an alien planet with nothing... Yeah. She has to fight her way through every fucking thing on this thing on this rock that wants to kill her to get her armor back. And then now she's just like, eh, monsters, eh. <laughs> But um in terms of the gameplay, I kinda see what they were going for. It was it was fun. I didn't hate it. I, a lot of this could be the fact that I paid ten bucks for it. <laughs> so again, I can kinda go, I got my ten bucks worth out of this and put it on the shelf and be good, whereas like I bought it ten bucks, used a GameStop, then walked into Best Buy and it was selling new for sixty dollars still, because for some reason Nintendo does not believe in depreciating the cost <laughs> of their fuck games. See that's I think we've had I think uh, we've had this discussion on a previous podcast. See, this is the problem though, is that you cannot fairly judge a game when you've got it for cheaper than everyone else had to get it. Exactly. It's like if I can I can say that if if I had paid twenty or thirty bucks for it, I wouldn't hate it. If I'd paid the full sixty bucks, I might feel a little different. It's like games feel a lot better when you get them for cheap or free. Yes. That being said, if you're listening to this and you see a three for ten dollar deal at GameStop, don't fucking do that. <laughs> don't give GameStop your goddamn money. Well it's either them or Best Buy and they're both Satan. Amazon.com, ladies and gentlemen. Just wait for a fucking sale. I got WWE 13 the week after it released for 30 bucks. Which With free shipping. What up, bitches? 
Which does uh, 14 come out before or after all the, the new consoles? Uh, it comes out in October. It's not going to be on the new consoles, though. This is going to be the last one on the current gen. Well, I figured that, but it's like I didn't know when it came out in relation to them. Yeah, yeah it's out in October, so it's out the month before. Uh, which means I have a year to figure out which one of those stupid things I want to get so I can play 15. <laughs> Why? It'll probably just be exactly like 14, which is exactly like 13, which is exactly like 12. But this one you can play as characters that you couldn't play as in the other one. Were you about to name a specific character, Mike? I was going to say Big John Stein. <laughs> I wanted to pick like uh, the old guy that was so fucking obscure. That's not who I, that's not who I thought you were going to pick. Who do you think I was going to pick? I, I had to stay all queued up for you. Ultimate Warrior? Well, I, I guess I could play uh, it. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Why don't you drive that fucking thing into the ground? I wish. Let me tell you the one thing disappointed me about 13. Because they made a big deal about the, um, what they call it? Fucking Attitude Era mode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you played through the Attitude Era. And then in between it would like show you what WCW was doing at the time. They fucking have the rights to those characters. Let me play through the WCW side of it. That's something that I, I was saying during the uh, the 2K14 press conference, was that I would love to see like a WCW game or an ECW game that just kind of played out the history of the company. Yeah. Like, just hit the big beats. You don't need to go through all... I mean, I know WCW has like a 40-year fucking history, but, I mean, you just get, just hit the big beats... Horsemen, NWO, right, that stuff, and that's that's what I, I wanted to start. You know, when the Attitude Era supposedly started, and then you know you play through a chunk of the Attitude Era, and then you go play through what WCW is doing at the time. Just play one or two of the big moments from them. Yeah, it's like play the Bash at the Beach where Hogan turned. Yeah, and then I mean, you know, you could go through and play like it was supposed to be, but then give you the option to go through and just fuck things up. What if Hogan didn't turn? Mm-hmm. And then they can like you know they can give you some variables in there and kind of do sort of a what if scenario, which I know they did that in thirteen, but. I want to see the WCW side of things. They've got this really interesting kind of dual history that they have the rights to, and I feel they kind of squandered that in 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 the hopes of just doing like a quickie release. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also the thing of like I think was it eleven or twelve? I think it was twelve that had the uh, the WCW reinvasion, which is funny that it was taking place in two thousand twelve, but there was like a. a young Arn Anderson and Ricky Steamboat in it. Huh. But uh, it's like WWE does everything in their power in every form of media that they have to make sure that WCW looks like an inferior product. Right. It's like even the stuff that they acknowledge was good. It's like, they, it's like yeah, NWO, when that came out, they kicked our butt. But you know what? We came back and we kicked theirs. Fuck them. It's like even when they did get over... WWE will be like, they didn't really get over. Like, they got better ratings, sure, but we still had the better product and the better wrestlers, and theirs was just a bunch of old guys wearing t-shirts and acting like teenagers. Whereas we had D-Generation X. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Shit. Shit. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's like, they don't want to acknowledge that WCW ever did decent business. And so... It's like, as as cool as it would be to see that, they would never give it justice. That's why they need to hire us. Yeah. Like, hey, 2K Games, if you're listening, hey, we can we can write you up a WCW or an ECW game. We can, we can make it happen. And so the problem is that it's like, 
WCW had, like, the revenge game in the 90s mm-hmm. that was really good before uh, THQ went over to WWE, and then they released No Mercy in 2000, or WrestleMania 2000, which were both really good as well. Right. But it's like WWE was with Activision, I want to say, or was it a claim? One of those two. It was a claim. Yeah. It was a claim. And when they ditched Acclaim to go to THQ, Acclaim picked up ECW, and those games were fucking miserable. <laughs> they were... I seem to remember that first ECW game, and it was kind of like, oh, oh. It's like, oh. they took Warzone, which was, I mean, that game was stiff as shit to play. Right. I haven't played that one. I had a, I had WWF Attitude. Yeah, that was the same company, and it it was also it yeah. was it was looser than Warzone, but it was still just super stiff, and you had to hit thirty different buttons to hit your fucking finish. Yeah, um, I don't think I ever hit a finish. But it's like as stiff as those games were when they got a hold of ECW, they were even stiffer. It's like somehow the engine went backwards, <laughs> and those games were just fucking miserable. And I would love for someone to make a modern ECW game that was decent to play. Like, put the engine that they're using for the current WWE games and throw in a bunch of the classic ECW guys and have that game. I would love to see that. I mean, you could just go download all the calls. But it's not, like, the real characters. You know what I mean? It's like I want to play a game. I want to play a game that actually, like you said, it details the history of something, yeah, or it gives you a chunk of history. Like, give us the point between like '95 to 2000 when ECW was on WCW and WWE's heels when they were nipping at their heels. I want to, I want to play through that era. Right. I just think it'd be cool. And it'd finally give ECW a decent game because God, those fucking games were so miserable and hard to play. So I just uh, I just found a guy who sets debut on NXT any minute now. Hmm. Luther Ward. Who's he? Uh, he looks like the devil. <laughs> Let's see a picture of him because it's not a podcast until you post <laughs> mention a picture that we have to and then refuse and then don't put it in the fucking list. <laughs> don't put it in the <laughs> don't show. Don't put notes. it in the show notes. I do sometimes if I remember, like, make a note during the podcast, hey, put this in the show notes, but then nine times out of ten I don't fucking edit right away. Quote, unquote, edit. You don't take the silence out? I take the edit. I take the silence out. Last week was the most editing I had to do because I had to cut together those two bits and then take the silence out. And oh, So you, like, took a chunk out of the one that we decided not to put up? No, because remember my computer? Like, That's the internet crashed. Right. And, okay. Yeah. No, I still have the one we decided not to put up somewhere. Just delete that. No. You don't need to hold on to every fucking thing, Christopher. Yes, yes, I do. I do, Mike. I do. Uh, okay, he's another European guy. He's a tiny, bald Seamus. He's six foot tall. Seamus is like six five. Three of that is the hair. I'm five ten. I'm almost as tall as this guy. He is a tiny, bald Seamus. So you, you're telling me you could take Luther Ward? Yeah, sure. Why not? No, he's Irish. At Luther Ward. Hey, my co-host. <laughs> no, I'm God, that eye is fucking... Jesus Christ. You know they're going to fucking throw him up on something with Kane if he gets pulled up with that eye. I had an idea. I forget 
what it was revolving around. And I eventually figured out that it wouldn't work because of the timing. But, uh, it's like I was thinking that for something of, like, Undertaker's last hurrah, because, you know, it it should be against Kane. Like, do the brother, right. brother versus brother thing for the last time. Well, you know, he's had, like, a standing invitation to break the streak for, like, a decade now. But it's like, I, I always figured that, uh, there should be, like, a third brother to, like, when Undertaker steps away, here comes a younger guy to kind of fill that void and become the Kane to Kane's Undertaker, if you know what I mean. Right. And, I mean, maybe this guy's that guy. I figured it wouldn't work because it's like, okay, uh, Undertaker and Kane's parents are supposed to be dead, and Paul Bearer is supposed to be actually Kane's father, but now he's dead, too, so... (laughs) None of of these scenarios would work with a a hidden Would it surprise you, though, if Kane came out and they did, like, the flame overlay again? He was like, before my father died, I froze his sperm. (laughs) And I have kept it. If this was, like, 2003 when they were doing Katie Vick and shit, I wouldn't put it past him. Triple H comes out and he's like, I harvested something from Katie's uterus, Kane. Guess what I did with it? Uh, Kane's like, how did you do that? And Vince comes out and he's like, the old genetic jackhammer. How did you get a 30-year-old born in 10 years? Genetic jackhammer. Oh, God. According to the Wrestling Observer, Primo and Epico, who are being repackaged as Los Matadores, will most likely have a third member added to the group, and his name is Mascarita Dorado who is signed to the WWE this spring. I can't wait to call him Masked Dorito. <laughs> he, can't fare, he can't fare worse than Sin Cara. I heard about the, the Matadors thing like a day before. And oh my god, I did not expect fucking pink masks. I hadn't heard about it, so I was sitting there watching that promo like, what? What? It's when they started doing what? the 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 video for it and it's like it's talking about the history of matadors and all that it's like okay this is going to be primo and epico and then they showed them and they're wearing those awful matador pants and these pink frilly masks like oh god ole Uh, ole by the way a chant that they would not allow uh sammy zane to use I don't know why he'd want to use it, though. He's not El Generico. Everybody knows El Generico retired to go take care of orphans. <laughs> Duh. Sami Zayn's a totally different guy. I'm talking like how, how pissed people were with that. It's like, they're not going to let El Generico keep his mask or be El Generico. It's like, it's WWE. Did you expect him to? They take people. They take away people's birth names and give them even more ridiculous fake names. They're not going to let him keep his old Ring of Honor gimmick. My my favorite example of them giving someone a terrible name. When you first see her in the ring, you first hear her talk. You think to yourself, "My God, that girl couldn't possibly have a worse name than Kelly Kelly." <laughs> and then you find out her real name is Barbie Blank. What? <laughs> Yeah, she does have a, a pretty bad real name. Her parents fucking hated her. I still think that Barbie Blank, though, would have been a better name than Kelly Kelly. Oh my god, it would have been perfect. It's like, 
when she was out on ECW and it's it's like, hey, it's Kelly and she's a stripper. It's like, What's her last name? Kelly. <laughs> really? Really? And she spent the rest of her career as Kelly Kelly. It's like, oh, God. <sighs> Why did they feel she had to have a last name? How many strippers do you know with last names? How many strippers do you know? But I... What I didn't get about giving her a last name is look at the Divas roster and look at how many don't have last names. Exactly. AJ, Caitlin, Layla, did Kelly need a last name? AJ, AJ has a last name. Sometimes. Sometimes they'll say AJ Lee, but yeah. I mean, for the and most then, uh, part, the Divas don't have last names because WWE doesn't mean, care about them enough to give them last names. Layla, Layla occasionally has a last name, too. I've never heard him say her last name. It's L. I know it's L, but I I don't yeah. think I've ever said it on I think TV. I, I feel like I've heard them say it once. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean they were the ones that you knew their last names, like um, like Eve. Oh no, they said Eve's last name. Right. Well, that was towards the end. Yeah. They call her Eve Torres, but when, when she was wearing the business suit, and was supposed to be like Ms. Torres or something. Ms. Torres. We're gonna get another Stacy Keebler over. But even a business suit. Same thing. Same thing. It's the same thing. <sighs> oh WWE. But yeah, it's like I don't I don't get when Well, I can understand the anger, but at a mm-hmm. at a t- there has to reach a time where it's expected. So it can't right. be as upsetting. When you take a guy from the indies and and completely change who he is, it's like, by now, it should just be like, yes, when he goes to WWE, he is no longer going to be Brian Danielson. Right. It's it's true. I mean, CM Punk is the exception that proves the rule. every single time, the smarts lose their mind. CM Punk's the kind of exception that proves the rule, but he had Paul Heyman going, no, 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 he's got to be CM, blah, blah, blah. Um... And, I mean, like, did anyone do that with him? Wasn't he originally going to be a, a a deaf wrestler who couldn't hear the crowd booing him? <laughs> I don't remember that. You never heard <laughs> that? The story is supposedly CM Punk's original gimmick was going to be that he was oh, deaf, so that he would always be celebrating while the crowd was booing him, but he wouldn't know they were booing him because he was deaf. Wow. Yeah. And they tried to give him that gimmick, and supposedly he was kind of like, you're fucking retarded. <laughs> Wait, are we still on so, a call here? Yes. It's telling me that my Skype logged off. You're you're still on. I'm still talking. I mean, I'm, I can still hear you. Okay. I mean, your audio quality went down, but then I looked up and it said that I was logged off. Maybe it just idled. I don't know. I don't know. We're at an hour five. Let's just wrap this up. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And we got through an entire episode without talking about Power Rangers. By the way, I've been watching Jungle Fury. See you all next week on ARG, the podcast where my computer probably fucked up and didn't record the last 45 minutes. (laughs)